live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Broadcasting as always from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it is Monday, so I want you to say hello and good morning to my producer, producer Eli. What's happening, brother? Good morning, LFA family. I was going to do the good morning Vietnam Robin Williams long one, but Jeremy already did. So, hey, hit the like button, hit the share button. Let's go. Two is not a winner and three nobody remembers, ladies and gentlemen. So must be first. Sally Jack is in the building. How you doing, Sally Jack? Thank you for joining us today. Mary Marfa, uh, Mar Faye, thank you for being here. Julie in Arizona, how are you? Michelle Curl is in the building today. Miranda Dolan is here. Alan Carol Morris, big shout out. Dennis and Tatiana Sled, how are you? Roxanne, good to see you. Thanks for joining in. Big shout out to Rosa Catalano, Terry Sue, Nancy Brewer, C. Ward, how are you? FL Girl, Eileen Jimenez, Sherry TX, Willie Rumble, Miguel Ortiz, and Smithers21. I haven't heard that name in a while, Eli. Mm, Smithers. Mm. Anyway, big shout out to all of you, and I thank you all for joining in. Please give us a thumbs up. Please give us a rumble, rumble that button. Like this video. Share it to the world. And if you're watching on the Rumble app, you actually have a little share button. You click that share button, and it brings up all of your other apps. So you can just quick share to Telegram, Twitter, or X, Facebook, uh, Gab, True Social, any of those. And if you're watching on your computer or on your laptop, you just grab the link. You can do that in the address um, in the toolbar above. How you doing, Hannah from San Diego? Waving your hand. Good to see you. Or you can also just click the share button there as well, and it'll bring up a, a link for you to copy, and you can share it to their other social media platforms. I know it's a pain. I know it sucks to do, but it only takes about three minutes, if that, two minutes, if you're quick at it. You get it done, you get the shares out, and the world is 
waiting. I titled today's show Terrorism Coming because that is what our FBI has told all of our sheriffs. There's roughly 3,000 sheriffs in the country, and every one of them were told last week to expect an impending 2024 uh, terrorist attack, many terrorist attacks in 2024. Eli, I'm no political science major or no world scholar, but if we're, if our sheriffs are being told around the world, around the country, uh, to expect impending terrorist attacks in 2024, what happened from 2019 to 2024 that we would have to prepare for a bunch of terrorist attacks? I mean, who's going to be doing all these attacks? What happened? Gosh, I guess it's because all of the ones that are streaming over the border that our feds are keeping an eye on. No, that couldn't be it. Those millions and millions of people unvetted from countries that we don't even know who did things that we have no clue, yet we're wondering why terrorist attacks are coming, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today, along with a slew of other things here on Live from America on this two-hour long show. So do me a favor, guys. Uh, Make sure you uh, pay attention very closely to the stories that we put out today. And if anything jumps off, you know, jumps out at you, share it to a friend. Timestamp it so that uh, so you don't have to wait for a short clip or something. Timestamp the moment in which um, you want to share and then share the link to your friend and say, go to this timestamp and watch what he's talking about. That is also very, uh, very helpful. Now, A lot of people are turning to Donald Trump in droves. Left-wing people, people who hated him, people who called him names. Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport, about a week and a half ago, had a a waking-up moment. He said, wait, something's not right here. Maybe Donald Trump was the right answer. Now, I'm not saying we ever forget what Michael Rappaport said. I'm not saying we ever forget what Michael Michael Rappaport did. But ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump said himself, things are going to get so bad when I'm gone that even the people that hated me are going to be running back to me. You know what I'm saying? Even the people that hated my guts are going to long for me to come back. The art of the comeback, right? The grass was greener on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, I could not believe my ears. After I heard Michael Rappaport say what he said and then come back on the PBD podcast just to say he was sorry, Eli. Not only that he was sorry, but he was really, really sorry for the Charlottesville thing. Remember the Charlottesville? They're good good people on both sides, blah, blah, blah. But the, the mainstream media never showed the, the full quote. Well, for some reason, Michael Rappaport just heard that quote, the whole quote. But the good thing is, is he's saying he's sorry. Not just, hey, maybe I'll vote for Donald Trump. He says, I apologize for mischaracterizing Donald Trump after Charlottesville and said he's done with Democrats. What? Are we waking people up like Michael Rappaport? Don't believe me? Just watch. So if you if you if you believe in the Obama doctrine, all right, you know, be nice to each other, whatever. There's no way you were voting for for Trump. It just wasn't in the cards. It wasn't happening. It was abrasive. He was racist. The media, yada yada yada. And he was a joke. Like as, as New Yorkers, like he was like yeah, a, he's a ball busting troll. Exactly. He's a he's a, but, he's a but shit here's bomb. why I think you're gonna vote for him this time. Because you've seen what happened under his first term. You didn't like it. He's the you know he's the pig dick and he's got the mean tweets and he's orange. But life was good. There was no wars. The economy was going good. But damn, he's, a, he's annoying to look at. But you also can acknowledge that the media had a major role in that. Uh, uh, a that, major role that in that. When you take a step back. Yes. Please. You also acknowledge that. Because I, well, you've I will also, acknowledge yeah. that, you know, that one thing about the Charlottesville that, that, that I ranted about. Yes. And I was wrong. About the both sides thing. 
Yeah. yeah and, but, so and I respect so irresponsible. And I respect the shit out of Wait, let me, let me hear him out. Hang on. Yeah. Go, go a little bit more. What do you mean by that? You were wrong on that. No, because he said the, the both sides, you know, there's good people on both sides. And when you see the full quote, yeah, yeah, it, that wasn't what, what he said. And, 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 you know, I, I ranted on him hard for that. Mm -hmm. Hard. There's some video about it, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I ranted hard because I was like, what are you talking about, man? Because you got played. And here's what the re this is why I think you're going to vote for Trump. is because you, much like me, much like many people, independent thinkers, not the sheep, Realize we kind of got played a little bit. Yes, Trump ain't exactly the smoothest character. He's not, He's not Jesus Christ. No, but he actually, his policies and who he has around him are way better than what's going on there. And here's my final point. You see what's going on with the border. You see yep. what's going on with the wokeness. You see what's going on with culture wars. And you see what's going on with actual wars. Yeah. Specifically, you see who the, the Democrats have exposed their hand especially the progressive left. You see what's going on between Israel and Gaza. You have three starved David highs on your chest right now. Mm -hmm. And as someone who is a proud New Yorker your whole life, you see what the Democratic Party has turned into, this D-E-I-E-S-G, yep. woke manifestation of ridiculousness, <clears throat> intersectionality, decolonialization. You're looking at that and you say, you know what? As much as I can't stand big dick Donald Trump, you said it. at least he's fucking normal. At least he doesn't want to turn my boy into a girl. Well, at least he's normal. Well, yeah. Yes. You, you, at least, his poli at least he doesn't it. want to turn my boy into a yeah. girl. Yeah. At least he's defending Israel, not the fucking terrorists. And at the end of the day, I'm a reasonable person. Yeah. So like you said initially, I think I'm going to consider this. Oh, it's, I'm considering it. Yes. But to pull that, well, I don't know, we don't pull, pull levers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> actually pull that lever. Yeah, but pulling the but, lever for Biden. And, the, and then you're I'm not, pulling. I'm, I'm going to okay. tell you right now, I won't vote. I'm not voting for Biden. No. I'm not voting for Kamala. I'm not, you know. But then I'm you not, can't talk shit. And you need well, to be able to talk uh, well, shit. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so you're saying, so for you. I won't vote for them. So no matter what, that decision is that final. That happening. Okay. No, I'm love, not. They're not, not happening. Who, what? For no. Kamala no. and Biden. For Kamala. I'm wow. not voting for Biden. Or anybody. Well, but Mikey, what about anybody else? What about Michael? What about anybody from the left? What he's saying is. Who? What he's who? Saying There's is, nobody. I'm saying like. Kennedy? What if Newsom or one of these cats pop up? Gavin? I just left. California. I'm not voting for Gavin with good. the good hair. I love that. I love Gavin that. with the good hair, but just like Becky. Fuck out of here. See that, ladies and gentlemen? People are starting to wake up now. I apologize for the language, but you're going to have to be a big boy and a big girl today. Okay? You're going to have to put your big boy pants on and your big girl pants on. I don't want to see anybody in the chat say, Jeremy, I was listening, but I'm not watching now because you swore. Okay? You're not the kind of fighter we need on the front line. We need fighters on the front line that aren't going to have ear, uh, words hurt their ears so much they go, I can't watch this anymore. Get real. We're in a war a spiritual battle that has already been won spiritually, but is being lost worldly. Our flesh is losing because of the spiritual battle that we won't stand up again because we, against, because we want to turn it off because we don't want to have our precious little ears hurt. It's not about that now. It's about something completely different, okay? You need to rely on all your senses, your, your sight, your hearing, your taste, your smell, all of it. You need all of them right now. That's what warriors need. And since we're talking about words... And since we're talking about things that maybe the world should uh, have been paying more attention to, and that is the racist sniffer and thief that is occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue right now. Here's some words for some people. Already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. It doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. They're going to put you all back in chains.
We already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. That is what Democrat, that's what the world should have been paying attention to. But the mainstream media wouldn't show that. The mainstream media was only showing the, there are two good people on both sides. No, 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 no. Time to get your big boy and big girl pants on. And it's time to go at these people. Zero to 100. Eli, you ready? Let's go. No, no, no. Eli, are you ready? Let's go. That's the kind of enthusiasm and kind of inspiration we need here. All right. So let's pick it up a notch. And let's get into the word of God. Now, this morning, I said, in order to make this world great again, you need to make America godly again, the world godly again. You know how that's not going to happen? If strong Christian men, M-E-N, that's right, man, if strong Christian men don't stand up and start not caring about somebody's feelings over facts, but at the same time producing the nine fruits of the spirit, that's what we need. No more lukewarm pastors. No more crybaby churches that don't want to lose their 501c3. No no more people that are worried about calling out the LGBTQ or trans community because they're afraid they might lose their job. Your job doesn't matter. Not in the grand scheme of things. Get over it. Get strong. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, because we just found out from our own FBI that terrorist attacks are coming in 2024. You're going to sit back and worry about somebody being um, uh, um, hurt because you called out something wrong? Nah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. February 12th, year of our Lord, 2024. Let's get into it. Most people are not aware of their thoughts during their downtimes. But I am quite aware of them. I want you to train your mind to turn toward me more and more. And if you can do that, folks, then you'll get what you need in order for this war that we're in right now, this battle that we're in right now. Think about who I am, creator, savior, king of kings, and ponder my amazing, unending love for you. Psalm 8, 3 and 4. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is a man that you are mindful of him, the son of a man, the son of man that you care for him? And Romans 12, 12, or 12, 2, excuse me. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Just be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve What God's will really is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Before you turn out the light tonight, spend some time in quietness. Away from the television, away from your phone, away from the radio, and other distracting noises to restore your focus back on God. Not on how many people are going to say mean things about you because you were a strong Christian man or woman. Amen? All right. Let's go to our... Wonderful Lord for prayer, the only God, Yahweh in heaven, the Christian Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you know what's done on, in heaven that's, that's not done in heaven that's done on earth? 
sexual sin, sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pride. All of that stuff that we're battling against in this earth does not go on in heaven. And God wants us to bring heaven to earth. In order to do that, you can't be weak. You got to be strong. Amen? All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Lift up your cups. Let's have our first slurp of the day. Rise up coffee. There is no other coffee for me. Are you drinking Sumatra Gold or are you drinking the American Pecan? All right. Let's get into it. First and foremost section of the day, Donald Trump is soaring, ladies and gentlemen, to new heights in all the national polls. And crumbly, fumbly, stumbly, Joe Biden is falling and plunging to new lows. I like the word plunging, Eli. It makes, me sound like, it, makes it sound like we're actually pushing down crap in a toilet. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Getting rid of the crap. Donald Trump surges. Joe Biden plunges. The fortunes of President Donald J. Trump and Joe Biden could not have been more at odds this week. And I want to thank our friend, friend of the network, Paul Ingracia, for writing this story, this op-ed. In a year that has seen the justice system abused and weaponized to no end by the Biden regime, finally, the Supreme Court seemed to offer a glimmer of hope for President Trump during Thursday's oral arguments for the Colorado 14th Amendment case. Now, while a decision has not been handed down yet, the high court appeared to be almost unanimously in agreement with the 45th president's legal position. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, since the Supreme Court had their audio shared around the world since Thursday, do you know that stocks for DWAC, DWAC, which is the company that owns True Social, or that brought True Social to to the public market, tripled in stock value, Eli. Can you believe that? Just since Thursday, since the Supreme Court seems to be geared up to unanimously rule with Donald J. Trump, not only are stock markets alone exploding, but True Social stock went up three times in, in just four days. Wall Street knows what's happening. The people with the money know what's happening okay the people with the cash and the people that make the world go round and round they know what's happening and when they tell you that donald trump is soaring and stocks are flying off uh, or or, um joe biden will come out and tell you oh economy's getting better no anything that's getting better is because donald j trump is beating the machine is beating the entire weaponized system against him. And the people with the money, they know what's going on. Donald Trump is now ready for this, Eli. This is the good news of the day. This is our, uh, this is our celebrate good times moment of the day. Donald Trump is now leading Joe Biden in every single red state, in every single swing state, and... He's gaining so much traction with the black, brown, and Asian community that he's even turning blue to purple. So you know what we do? One more. What's up, Eli? 
Are we witnessing history being born? We're witnessing reality taking its place back where it should have been three years ago. Something happened, Eli, a paradigm shift, uh, something, something changed, right? Something. We slipped into another dimension. I don't know what happened. But my own son, by the way, who's 14 years old, and I know I told you this before, he told me a few weeks back, about a month ago, I missed the good old days, son. I said, or dad, I said, Jaden, what do you know about the good old days? He said, before COVID. I said, what do you mean? He said, I don't know. Everything just seems wrong. Everything seems different. Nothing seems the same anymore. That's a 14-year-old saying that. If a 14-year-old is telling you he misses the good old days because he doesn't, he recognizes that the world is not the same that it was four years ago, he is waking up. People are waking up. People see it. And the only thing that a rational, common sense, rational person could say or think is four years ago, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't like Donald Trump was president 20 years ago and nobody remembers his presidency. Literally, everybody remembers his presidency. Everybody remembers pre-COVID. I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, an independent, or, a, or an ignorant nobody who doesn't even care about voting. You know the difference. Now, this weekend, Donald Trump was in South Carolina. And I, have never, I haven't seen a crowd this big. I have been saying... For the last three to four months, this is a bigger movement in 2024 than we saw in 2016. Donald Trump has also been repeating that same statement that I've been making for four months. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to take you to South Carolina this weekend. I could show you a bunch of videos, but I always like to honor my brother, Ben Berkwam. So I'm going to show you his video. Ladies and gentlemen, the enthusiasm, the crowds, the size. Nikki Haley could never draw that size of a crowd when she was governor there. Not even half of that. Donald Trump is going to take this White House back. And he's going to destroy Nikki Haley in her own state. Roll this. Thank you, Ben. We are out here. South Carolina Conway just came from Las Vegas. Trump rally. This is six hours before the Trump rally. And look at these guys out here. They are pumped. Young people. Not a bunch of Nancy Pelosi, AOC loving libtards out here, huh? Gotta return our country to what it once was. Yeah. Joe yeah. Biden sucks. Yeah. Freedom? You want freedom? Yeah, we want freedom and liberty. How about, what about, do you like balls in women's sports? No, no. no. Keep the balls out of women's sports. Yes. 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 Shout out to the posse. I love it. What, what's your most important issue? Two, top two. Immigration, fair elections, yeah. getting the country back on the right track. Yeah. No election, no country. Yeah. They're just stealing from us. Yeah. So it's time that we take it back. What are your top two issues? Uh, for me, I would say the top two issues for me is election security and uh, border security. Yeah, I got border integrity too. I think we got to close the walls first off. I mean, it's our country. We got to take it back. And then two, I like the business aspect. I'm a business guy myself. And the way he does with taxes and the way he does just works the economy. I'm trying to have money when I'm older. And I'm not trying to give all my money back in taxes. Yeah. So I like the way he works it. 
Like they said, there's only two genders. They make up all these genders that don't exist. There's only two. You either are a male or a female. There's nothing in between. It's made up. And it's a mental illness. That's what it is. Shout out to real women. There we go. I love that. I love that. Most important thing is you're out here at a Trump rally. Are you going to vote? Yes. Okay. So Tuesday, is it Nikki or Trump? Trump. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Trump. Epstein Trump. Okay. And then November, are you gonna get your friends out? Epstein didn't kill himself. Epstein. That's true. Now the other thing. The other thing. We're being told that all the young people are gonna be swayed by Taylor Swift. No. Right. Taylor Swift. gentlemen, it's not only the black, brown, and Asian and Jewish community that's leaving the Democrat Party. It's the young. It's the Gen Zers. They need Gen Z. Millennials have already, millennials have already woken up. Gen Z waking up, Gen Alpha, which is the younger generation after Gen Z, they're the ones that are going to, they're the ones that are going to rise out of the ashes of this fallen country. They're going to embody the rebirth of America, and we will be known as the new greatest generation of the country because we Actually, we're at the helm of this. We were at the front lines. Gen X and some millennial and younger uh, uh, baby boomers. We are the ones that are going to save this country. And Gen Z and Alpha are going to rise out of the ashes. And it's going to be beautiful. Eli, what do you think of that? All those young kids all going, boo, to Trailer Swift. That was the most refreshing thing I've seen in so long. The patriotic youth of a nation right there. I call her Trailer Swift. Because she was a trailer swift before she got her break by none other than Mr. Toby Keith. And I didn't see a word, Eli, from trailer swift when Toby Keith died. Not a word. What a disrespectful, demonic, lying twit. Trailer swift. Not a word about the man who signed her and gave her her career. By the way, her music's not even that good. And all of her music, Eli, is about uh, bad choices in men. All bad choices in men. Vote for Joe Biden. That's no mistake. What's that? That's no mistake. Not that anybody cares. I didn't even watch this. I didn't watch an ounce of the Super Bowl. So everybody's like, oh, this happened. Oh, that happened. I'm like, cool. I was too busy focusing on saving the country, the border, the problems. I'm not going to be like Rome and go, oh, look, games and circuses. Right, Eli? Yeah, I've been telling people we don't support satanic rituals here, and that's all it is. Every single halftime show, you pay close attention, it's a satanic ritual. Always. Every single time. Even their, um, even their concerts now. Even their concerts now are the same thing. Did you, uh, I saw the, um, the little Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre-looking demon who was sitting next to Taylor Swift with an upside-down cross wearing an upside-down cross while they were doing some kind of drinking ritual. And it just wasn't drinking beer, folks. These people are absolute batshift crazy. Now, here's the, po- here's the point at that rally when uh, the crowd was, you know, had something, had some choice words for Joe Biden. Roll it.
All right, thank you very much. Just a little interlude. Same thing was happening at Super Bowl, Eli. There was an F. Joe Biden chant that happened at the Super Bowl, too. The world does not want what you're selling. The world didn't want Dylan Mulvaney. The world didn't want CRT. The world didn't want the sexualization of our children. And we're pushing back. But we need to push back harder and faster. We need to push back harder and faster than we ever have before. We need to make these people sorry that they ever, ever, ever decided to steal an election from us. That's what we need to do. Now, Donald Trump is a man of the people. Always has been, always will be. And that's why I loved Eli when he came out to the overflow crowd and spoke to the overflow crowd as well. Uh, You know, making them feel important because there was more people outside than inside. Roll this. Well, I want to thank everybody. I think I'll just do it this way. There you go. There you go. I want to thank everybody. This is incredible. You know, we took what was known as a big arena. It's not too big because you can't. We'll have to do another one. We'll come back soon. We'll get everybody in. But in the meantime, I hear you have screens. Do they have screens? Yes. They have big screens where you can watch. I wish you could come in. I just want to thank this state has been so incredible. Your governor, your lieutenant governor, Russell, thank you very much, have been so, so incredible. It's been so incredible. So we have a country that's failing. We have a country that we feel very badly about. Four years ago, we were a great nation. Today, we're a nation that's being laughed at, and we're not going to stand for it. We're going to win. In November, we're going to turn our country around. It's going to be greater than ever before. We're not going to stand for it anymore. That's the kind of rhetoric I want from a president, Eli. I want a president to say, we're not going to take it anymore, and there's nothing you can do about it. I love every time he's... He even gets within 10 feet of a microphone, people lose it. But at a Biden... He should have dropped the mic, Eli. He should have went like this and said, we'll be back and we'll have a bigger place, maybe a bigger farm, maybe a bigger field, and we'll have everybody out there, Trump out, and drop the mic. That crowd would have went absolutely nuts, right? That crowd would have went absolutely nuts. Remember when Obama did that, when he was reading the mean tweets about himself um, from, from the crowd, you know what I mean? Those reading mean tweets or whatever. And he, ro- he read one from Donald Trump and he said something about the worst president. He'll go down as the worst president ever. And Obama goes, well, at least I'll go down as a president and drop the mic. And then Donald Trump became president. Loser! <laughs> <laughs> the who? Zer- Eli, speaking of losers, there is a loser down in Georgia by the name of Brian Kemp. Can we play the song? I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Ladies and gentlemen, 
governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, is a scumbag. He's a dirtbag. He's a liar, a cheat, a loser, a traitor, and a female dog. Those are just some of the names that I would have for Brian Kemp. And I can't believe that anybody ever thought this guy was anything other than a pile of steaming, smelly Adam Schiff. When Donald Trump went up against Jack Smith, he knew he was going to go up against lies, deceit, the full power and the full weight of the federal government coming down on somebody, ignoring their personal um, sovereign rights. Last week when the D.C. appellate court said that Donald Trump should have no ultimate immunity as a president of the United States of America... Yesterday morning, rhino dirtbag Georgia Governor Brian Kemp went on ABC and told the ABC audience that Trump should get immunity for his speech following 2020 election. Okay. But then followed that up by saying, but no one is above the law saying that Donald Trump shouldn't get absolute immunity, but he should get immunity from the speech that he gave after the 2020 election. So if Brian Kemp is saying that a Donald Trump should not get presidential immunity absolute, that is saying that he wants Donald Trump to go to jail. Brian Kemp would not want nothing more than Donald Trump to go to jail and Ron DeScumbag or Nikki Haley to be president of the United States of America. So he says, yeah, he should probably get immunity for the speech that he gave, but he shouldn't get ultimate and absolute immunity for everything he did while he was in office. Okay. Okay, Brian Kemp. Here's the real reason. You don't want Donald Trump to put you and your little boyfriend, Brad Rattenberger, in prison so you can play touch butt in the park with each other every single day. That's what you really don't want. That's why you're saying what you're saying. And I pray that George, I mean that, uh, that governor, uh, Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger, I pray that they get their day of justice while I'm still alive. That is one thing that I would love to see because Brian Kemp could get rid of Fannie Willis right now. If he wanted to, He doesn't. Brian Kemp could call a special session about this. He won't. Brian Kemp could literally have um, the, the, the district attorney, Fannie Willis, investigated. He doesn't care. He does nothing except for simp for the rhinos and the Democrats. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give Brian Kemp, Georgia governor, the dumb, dumb award of the day because he's already gotten the loser award. Anybody who supports Brian Kemp at this point has no idea what they're talking about. And I don't care how intelligent they are. I don't care of how much that Brian Kemp has promised them or how many times they've talked to him. Anybody who supports Brian Kemp at this point, at this stage in the game, wants Donald Trump to go to prison. That's a simple and true statement. If you support Brian Kemp, you want Donald Trump to go to prison. Brian Kemp is a loser. Now, I don't know who's more of a loser. 
Brian Kemp or the guy you're about to see on your state on your screen? Which one's more of a loser? I don't know. That's a toss-up. But the New York Times knows how much of a loser Joe Biden is because now the New York Times, just for the second time, has published an opinion piece calling for Joe Biden to step aside immediately. This time, the article was written by a man named Ross Dautet, and it was titled, quote, the question is not if Biden should step aside, it's how he should step aside. Now, Dautet began by pointing out or pointing to the special counsel report released last Thursday that found Joe Biden mishandled classified documents but should not be charged, at least in part because of his failing memory and his dementia. The report, the report referred to him, as we talked about, as an elderly man with a poor memory and significant limitations. Now, think about that. Significant limitations on a man who's got problems coming to him at the speed of light every day. How is he supposed to determine and discern in which way he should make a decision as the commander-in-chief? He can't. He can't even make a decision on what kind of ice cream he wants. He shuffles around like an old man. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Here's what the article said. Joe Biden should not be running for re-election. This is the New York Times, folks. That much was obvious well before the special counsel's, uh, special prosecutor's comments on the president's memory lapse inspired a burst of age-related angst. Uh, then how come you weren't writing about it, New York Times? It's only serving your purpose now. And Democrats, who are furious at the prosecutor, uh, that at the prosecutor, have to sense that it will become more, only more obvious as we move deeper into the actual campaign, the New York Times went on to say. The writer explained that he does not necessarily believe that Biden is currently unfit for the presidency, but that he may not be during a second term. If you're talking about the fact that he may not be in a second term, then just by default you're saying that he's not fit now. These people are mind-blowingly stupid. The article suggests that Joe Biden should continue to campaign until August and the convention when he should shock the world by announcing his withdrawal from the race, decline to issue any endorsement and invite the convention delegates to choose his own replacement. That's not how that's going to happen. Let me tell you guys how the three ways this can happen, okay? Number one, Joe Biden can say he's not running for re-election right now, and the delegates that have already been awarded to him can make their own determination on if they want to put those delegates behind the person that he, uh, to replace him or the person that he endorses, or they can decide not to. That's one way. The second way this can happen is a fight on the floor at the DNC convention. Now, if you put a fight on the floor at the DNC convention, then you're going to have Gavin Newsom in the mix, Kamala Harris in the mix, and Michelle Obama in the mix. And you're going to have a Democrat civil war like you had in Chicago decades ago. And the Democrat Party is not going to do that. They're not going to have an open public fight on the floor to see who's going to be the presidential nominee. Now, if you want my opinion, this is how it's going to happen. Joe Biden will go to the convention. He'll accept the nomination. After the convention, Joe Biden will then say, I'm not running. And once Joe Biden, after the convention, says, 
I'm not running. I withdraw my campaign for presidency. The Democrat DNC rule book says at that point, and only at that point, can the DNC elite choose whoever they want, regardless of delegates, and award all of those delegates to whoever they want. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. So they're going to go to the, 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 um, the DNC convention in August. And Joe Biden is going to accept the nomination. This is my opinion. Joe Biden is then going, because they have to, by, according to rules, he has to accept the nomination first. Then after he, is the, after he is the official nominee, if he withdraws, the DNC rule book says that they can then choose in a little room whoever they want to emerge as the new DNC Democrat candidate. That's what's going to happen because they're not going to fight on the House floor and they're not going to risk getting rid of their bag of bones puppet that they can do anything they want with now. They're not going to put anybody in there with a conscience or common sense enough to have pride to fight back and say, wait a minute, I'm the president. You're not going to tell me what to do. Right now they have somebody they can tell what to do and they love that. They love that. I hope we continue to run against Joe Biden, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I believe they're going to get rid of him after the DNC convention. Let's pull up the uh, let's pull up the rumble chat and let's see what you guys have to say about that. Do you agree or do you disagree? Let's hear what you have to say. Round three for Hillary. Hmm. I didn't think about that one. The big switcheroo. Joe out. Michael in. Hmm. Maybe. He may not make it to the nomination. True that. True that. I found a great rock station last night on Rumble. Awesome. (laughs) Obama or Newsom would be horrible. I believe they are evil. People would be stupid enough to vote for them. Newsom can't even run his own state. That's why it won't be Newsom because it's too easy to point to his failures. Nah, leave Biden in there. No, I agree at this point. Change up the strategy. Leave him there. He's easy to beat. But they won't. They can't. Because he's, they know he can't beat Trump. Not even close. And they know they can't overcome the, uh, they know they can't overcome the cheat that quick, that, that, uh, to this time around. What about Kennedy? No, they already, there are, the DNC is already, um, the DNC is already kind of, uh, what do they want to call it? Officially, uh. Ah, not censuring. What's that, Eli? They're basically saying that he's not allowed to run against Joe Biden. Basically. Like, okay, whatever. Agreed. How do you sneak one in? There's no Democrat that can beat Trump. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not saying that they could. I'm just saying that there is a Democrat out there that could give him a, 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 a massive run for his money, and the last name starts with O, unfortunately. I would much rather go against Joe Biden than the Adam's apple himself, Michael Obama. Yeah, they're suing Robert Kennedy. That's what it is. They're suing him. Yeah, can you believe that? How dare you run against Joe Biden? I saw Kennedy had a Super Bowl commercial. I saw that. I've already written him off, disowned 
him. Not sure what you're talking about, Jeff Hoff. They're suing RFK. Plan to sneak in Paulus. If they push Michael Obama, Trump has information that will be released. Probably wants the Obama in the spotlight. Look, Donald Trump is ready and willing for all of it. He's, he's, got, he's got a contingency plan. Donald Trump is Batman, Eli. He's got a contingency plan for every single person. Now, let's go to Kareem Jean-Pierre. Not that you guys want to see that woman. But over the weekend, she was asked many times about Joe Biden's cognitive ability. One time, she closed up her book, Eli, and just walked away. I'm not going to answer that question. Well, you kind of have to. The guy is a vegetable. And it's your job. This time she said, I'm not a doctor. You're you're not anything. You're not even a normal, you're not even a a cognitive double-digit IQ human being. Listen to this. One of the president's Republican presidential rivals, Nikki Haley, has called for a mental competency test for the president. Is that something that the White House is actively considering as a way to try and put to rest some of these allegations about his memory lapses? Uh, I mean, look... <laughs> I'm not a medical doctor, yeah, so certainly I'm not going to stand here and make uh, opine on 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 tests or anything in, of that nature. One of the president. Of course you're not. I'm not a medical doctor. Nobody asked you if you're a medical doctor, Kareen. We all know that you're about as dumb as horse crap. What's up, Eli? You sure push that vax though, but she's not a doctor. Oh, oh. good point, producer Eli. She sure pushed that vaccine though. Except she wasn't a medical doctor, huh? Huh, okay. Mm. Nice to see that, though. Nice to see Corrine Jean-Pierre doing her job. You know what, Eli, I would ask if I was Peter Ducey? If I was anybody in there? I would say the next time they were interviewing Joe Biden, like say Joe Biden comes out to give one of those atrocious speeches again where he just, I don't work for you, man. But he did give people time to ask questions and they called him out on his mental ability and and peter Ducey did the same all i would ask eli is this very simple question mr resident say the abcs 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 d and f coming all the way to the z mnlo mnlo p 17 24 32 x y z Seriously, I would say, Corrine Jean-Pierre, can Joe Biden say the ABCs? And then when she says, that's absolutely ridiculous, clean toilets, clean toilets, clean toilets. After she did all that, I would say, okay, great. Next time we see him, we're going to ask him. Well, no, don't, uh, no no need to do that. He's an 80-year-old man. Of course he knows his ABCs. All right, we're just going to make sure. Mr. President, can you please say the ABCs? Huh? A, B, C, D, M, and L, O, 14. Right, Eli? Dash eight. <laughs> I would bet a month of my salary and go into debt and have to argue with creditors and argue with utility companies to, st- to keep my bills on. I would bet a month's salary that he couldn't do it. You think he could? I don't think so. No, no way. There's... He'd probably do it backwards correctly, but not be able to do it frontwards. I bet he would. I bet he would, Eli. Z Y X W. Wait, what? Whoa, 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 man! You know what I want for you? I bet he can't say his ABCs. Bet he can't say them. 
Now, speaking of his mental competency, somebody that I used to respect, no longer do, uh, Bibi Netanyahu. I do not respect Bibi Netanyahu after this simping for dollars on ABC this weekend. Prime Minister of Israel, Bibi Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu, came out on ABC this week and he was asked about Joe Biden's mental competency. And as a world leader who has conversation with Joe Biden, you would expect Bibi Netanyahu, especially after what his boss, Barack Obama, tried to do to Bibi and try to interfere in their elections and get him out of there years ago, you would expect him to give somewhat of a similar answer that Kevin McCarthy gave. He's not coherent. I can't have a conversation with him. But instead, Bibi Netanyahu likes that money. So he simped. Roll it. This week, the special counsel uh, here in the United States described uh, President Biden as an elderly man with a poor memory. You've known Joe Biden for decades, and you've dealt with him a lot uh, over the course of this conflict. What's your what's your assessment of him? Well, John, I've had more than a dozen phone conversations, extended phone conversations with President Biden. He also came on a visit to Israel during wartime, which is a historic first. Uh, And I found him very clear uh, and very focused. We uh, uh, managed to agree on the war aims and on many things. Sometimes we had disagreements, but they weren't born of a a lack of understanding on his part or on my part. Uh, So uh, that's what I can tell you. Uh, So I, I, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that, B.B.? You mean to tell me in all your conversations with Joe Biden, you have not seen any mental incapacity there? You've not seen any kind of dropped words or conversation? You're a lying pile of trash as well. I will always support the people of Israel like I'll always support the people of the United States. I will not support corrupt pieces of trash like Joe Biden, Barack Hussein Obama, or even, yes, Bibi Netanyahu. How are you going to sit there and just lie like that because you know that money will, uh, that you won't get any money anymore? Hmm? So now every time I see Bibi Netanyahu, this is what I'm going to say. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. What a lie. That's a lie. You're lying. And you know you're lying. And I wish ABC had the balls enough to call him out on that. I wish. Because all Bibi Netanyahu cares about is American money. Because without it, he's dead. Without it, Israel's gone. Without the United States protecting Israel, there is no Israel. Israel cannot protect itself. It never could. It always needed UN or American help to protect itself in modern day. So he is going to keep the dollars flowing. Another person that went on the news this weekend and lied straight to the American people, and it doesn't really bring any shock or surprise, is Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. First of all, where's a good rope when you need one, Eli? Second of all, does anybody make gallows anymore? More deflection, more excuses. Department of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas was on NBC's Meet the Press on Sunday talking about the border crisis. 
took some took some heat, took some flack about his responsibility. Do you bear, Eli, any responsibility whatsoever? He was asked for what's gone on at the southern border. Alejandro's Mayorkas's answer. Good luck on Congress, but do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis? It certainly is a crisis, and well, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system, and we're doing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it. You testified for years, really, that the border is secure. And now, in recent comments, President Biden says it's not secure. Do you now agree with President Biden's assessment that it's not secure? Kristen, the challenges of the border have been longstanding. The president correctly noted that those challenges have existed for 10 years. Do so you agree in with fact, him? In fact, even, even longer. There is no question that we have a broken system. There is no question that we have a challenge, a crisis at the border. And there is no question that Congress needs to fix it. And we're doing everything we can within that broken system, short of legislation, to address what is a not just a challenge for the United States. All of that is a lie. You don't need Congress to secure that border more than it's secure right now because Donald Trump didn't need Congress. So that's a lie. You're just unwilling. You don't need Congress to enforce the laws that are on the books that Congress already made. You lying piece of worthless, soon to be um, seeing justice trash. You will see justice from we the people. And I'll be there watching with a smile on my face when that justice is administered to you and the rest of this administration. And that's why you know you're working so damn hard to keep Trump away. That's why you know you're working so damn hard. So let's talk about one of those things that you could do. Remain in Mexico. That was one of Donald Trump's policies. Remain in Mexico policy. Let's see what Alejandro Mayorkas said. What about reinstituting the remain in Mexico policy? That is something that you terminated. Do you regret terminating it, given that migration has increased in the wake of that? And are you considering reinstating it, working with Mexico to do that? A few things about Remain in Mexico. First of all, it depends upon uh, Mexico's agreement. And Mexico has articulated publicly that it will not allow the, the re-implementation of Remain in Mexico, number one. Number two, it's been challenged in the courts. What about reinstituting the Remain in Mexico policy? So basically he's saying, no, I would not do it. It's been challenged in the courts by you. By you. You will fall. You will not bring humanity down. God is going to destroy you. He is your enemy. I see you, enemy. I see you, enemy. Enemy! Enemy! You are my enemy! And I swear total resistance to you with everything I've got. It's one of my favorite sound bites. Alex Jones. Telling the world what the world needs to know regardless of your feelings. We need Congress to do it. Will you reinstitute Moreno in Mexico? No, it's been challenged in court. By whom? Oh, by we, we challenged it in court. So you're the ones who said that we shouldn't remain in uh, Mexico. You're the ones who challenged that in court. Yeah, and the court said, you know, you know, it's, you know, blah, blah. This is a purpose invasion, a purposeful invasion to replace you, the American citizen, 
It's happening right before your eyes. They're taking your jobs. They're taking your land. They're taking your wealth. And they are going to take your homes. 100% guaranteed. And we're going to talk about that in the next hour here on LFA Live from America. Do me the great favor and honor, folks, of sharing this video now, getting it out to the world, letting everybody know that if they want truth, justice in the American way in one podcast, then they're going to get it right here on Live from America, rumble.com slash LFA TV. And if they want healthy lives with the nutrition that they're supposed to get, then we need them to go to Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens today. Harvest your health with one scoop of Field of Greens. Discover the delicious Field of Greens flavors today, folks. You've got your regular non-flavor. You've got your wild berry. You've got your strawberry lemonade, your lemon lime, and your Field of Greens raw. Now, the Field of Greens raw has no stevia in it for added sweetness. You also have your Field of Greens charged and your Field of Green insights. Each one of these is your full amount, six servings of each, fruits and vegetables. Ask yourself this, do I get my daily fruits and vegetables every day? The answer is no, there's a reason why. Mainly, too expensive, the other, don't have enough time. We don't need a lot of time, open it up, scoop, boom, water, boom, done. 15% off if you go to fieldofgreens.com and use promo code LFA. At the point of checkout, 15% off your field of greens today. Become a lean, green, globalist fighting machine, as Mike Crispy says, and get your field of greens today using promo code LFA for 15% off. Right, Mike? Let's go, baby. Yes, Frankie. See that? Endorsed by Mike and Frankie. What else can I say? Fieldofgreens.com, ladies and gentlemen. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. Now, Every day we're getting tens of thousands of illegal aliens coming into this country. Tens of thousands. We're getting terrorists. We're getting drug uh, smugglers. We're getting human traffickers. We're getting rapists, murderers. Everything that Donald Trump said in 2015 is coming over that border today. Almost 7,000 illegal alien encounters in one day happened the other day at the Tucson sector. Okay? Once again... Joe Biden's America, not your America, not my America. And we're almost at 6,000 people. If you guys could do me the favor of all sharing one more time, we can break that 6,000 and it'll be great. On Saturday, there was a total of almost 7,000 encounters with illegal aliens at the southern border. Of that number, over 2,500 of those were in the Tucson sector in Arizona. A significant portion of the gotaways in this sector, are on Indian reservation land. There's no wall and zero media access. And the Native Americans are now losing land again to illegals. The top four countries that these illegals are coming from, that those ones that day that they encountered are coming from, Colombia, China, Brazil, and Mexico. Now, since Governor Texas Abbott locked down the border in Eagle Pass, illegal aliens and smugglers have had to shift their locations to Arizona, California, San Diego as well. San Diego's a big one right now. Wide open for illegal aliens to cross into the U.S. However, they didn't really shut the Shelby Park down because it's still open to Border Patrol right now. 
Now, it may not be all the illegals are flooding through that area, but they'll go back to it, trust me, because they're like rats. The Tucson sector has been a hot spot for illegals since Biden was installed in January of 2021. And it was reported back in December that there were 18,900 apprehensions of illegals in the Tucson sector in June. I mean, in just one week's time, excuse me. The week before that, approximately 17,500 illegals crossed on the border in the same sector. In one week, there was an increase of about 1,400 illegals that were captured, that were captured, folks. It is evident that the invasion is intentional as the Biden regime willfully allows the border to stay open. My question is, are we going to continue to do convoys and talk about it? Or are state governors going to say, we are no longer allowing the federal government to tax our citizens, IRS federal taxes, and you are not allowed to come in and arrest them. That's what we need to happen because we know damn well that the United States citizen is not going to do this on their own because everybody is so scared today. So what I say needs to happen, Eli, is I think that the red governors of this country need to tell the IRS and the federal government, our citizens are done paying federal taxes until you shut down this border so that you have the backing of the entire state and the state police and the state guard and then, and then make it a law that says that no IRS agent and no federal agent can come in and harass or arrest you or garner your wages or steal your property until they hold up their end of the bargain. That's what I would like to see red governors do. Ron DeSantis, where are you? Let's do it. Chris Sununu, where are you? Let's do it. This is not an equal partnership. We're supposed to pay you and you're supposed to supply a service. You're not supplying the service. So each and every person in the world isn't going to go out and do this because everybody's a coward. So let's get the governors to do this. Let's get the backing of the governors of all red states, of which there are more than blue states, and let's bankrupt the federal government if the House of uh, Representatives is going to continue to spend money and send it overseas. Bankrupt them. What do we got to lose at this point? That's what we need to happen. I've been thinking about this for weeks, and if red governors got together and said, we're going to cut off the one thing that you need, money, how fast would that border be secure, Eli? How fast would the border be secure if Mike Johnson had a pair of balls in his pants? How fast would this country get back on the right track if men actually decided to be men again and stop being scared girls? I call it how I see it. BLWDDS, Field of Greens, 50% only off first order. I just reordered no discount. You are correct about that, at least for now. I'm working on that. But if you do a recurring order, you will get that discount. If you get that recurring order every month, sign up for a recurring order, you'll still get the discount. But what we need to do is have our governors have our back on this one. We need to stop paying the federal government money And we need to have the uh, governors say it is illegal for you to garnish wages or steal property. If you come in to do that, we'll be willing to fight you. Period. It's that simple. And they'll back down. It's a game of chicken, folks. It's a game of chicken. And they're not doing their job. This is not, this is taxation without representation, Eli. In this country, if we're taxed, we're being represented. And if you're not representing, we ain't paying taxes. So we need to call on the red governors to do this. 
We'll pay state taxes, but we're not paying federal taxes anymore. And I'll tell you why, Eli. Direct your, direct your eyes to the screen. So what you're about to see is a U.S. Border Patrol agent finding a child, 10 years old, again. This is like the fourth time now. Walking the border by himself. 10 years old, scared out of his mind. Has no idea what to do. I would be scared if I was down there at 44, knowing what I know. This is a 10-year-old kid. Imagine what he thinks. I think that's an older video. But if that doesn't bring tears to your eyes and you have kids, Kelly said, sad, but this is very old footage. Okay, you're right. It is. But I did that for a reason. Because this, this is not very old footage. Viewer discretion advised. This was in Philly two weeks ago. Are you lost? Are you lost? It's okay. Come with me. Come with me. What's your name? Okay. Okay. I'm going um, to take care of you, all right? What the fuck? You know your last name? Come on, man. <laughs> Gotta record to protect myself, man. Hey, just some bullshit. You are younger? Yes. Okay. Want a pop tart? Yes. Yeah. Come on, man. So. It's America today. It's America today. That poor little boy was freezing and abandoned in the streets of Philly, holding two toys, clutching them together, freezing to death. Nobody's coming to save us. Not right now. Not in this country. Jesus is the only one who saves, so be rapture ready today. If we want this country fixed, we are going to have to stop thinking 
that somebody is going to save us. The only savior out there that you need to be focused on is Jesus for your eternity. Other than that, it's up to you on this earth. It's up to you to be who you were called to be, who you were put here to be. And if that's somebody to sit around and complain and wonder what's going to happen, that's not true. You were meant for so much more. And after seeing stuff like that, how does that make you feel about the way this country is right now? Do you see that, Eli? another one of those things that like Hollywood and movies dumb us down to. We need to be Luke Skywalker. We need to be Indiana Jones. We need to be Maverick because they're not coming for us. We need to be those things. In the movies, the government, you notice that, Eli? In the movies, there's never Republican or Democrat. It's always the government, right? And the government is here to help. And the government always comes through at the end of the day and helps the people. It's all propaganda. Yep. Ronald Reagan said it best. The, two, the, the scariest words in the world is, hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. They're not. They never have been. Come, Jesus, come. That's what we need. Come now. Save us now. I tell you every day that their goal is to replace you. I tell you every day that their goal is your home. I told you sooner or later, these politicians would call for you to give your home to these people. That day has come, Eli. Boston City Councilwoman Julia Majaya says everyone needs to start opening their doors, Eli. Because this is a shared responsibility. First of all, I'd like to know how many she has in her home. Boston Sanctuary City policies continue to attract the most unimaginable influx of disgusting rats on earth. And you've got city councilwoman, Julia Majaya, saying, everyone needs, this is a shared responsibility. Open your homes for crying out loud. What's wrong with you? Wellesley, Brookline, you know, cities and towns that have so much more resources um, than the city of Boston. Boston City Councilwoman Julia Mejia thinks more migrants can be placed outside of Boston. I think everybody needs to start opening up their doors because this is a shared responsibility. Controversy over the placement of surging immigrants comes as a new report links immigrants who settle in Massachusetts to economic benefits for the region. Um, Wellesley, Brookline. Open up your home, folks. This is a shared responsibility. Open up your doors, she says. Julia Mahia, excuse me, not Majaya Mahia. You know what I'm scared for, Eli? There's a ton of people out there, Democrat voters, ignorant morons who are in there, who are elderly who think that Donald Trump is the worst thing in the world and they go and they trust their Democratic elected officials. What scares me is the people that are going to say, you know what, this, that is a good idea. I want to help because they truly are, you know, they're, you know, te amo, te amo, they're suckered into helping and then what happens? They get raped and killed. 
That's what I'm afraid for. I'm afraid for people who don't know any better who take them up on this offer. Maybe a very small percentage, but when you put them on the spot, they start squaring, oh, well, I only got the one room and it's full of stuff and, you know. Well, I'm about to prove you wrong because people are stepping up now and saying, you know what, this is, we probably should take them in and they're going to do it. And this is an elderly couple. I wonder how long it's before they're murdered and raped or their home is taken over or that the, the illegal doesn't leave and then the state makes the people leave and the illegal have the house. You know, it's all coming. Check this out, folks. It's sickening. It's scary. And it's sad. Ellen and Jessica Stokes called the state to sign up to be a host family. It took less than an hour for the displaced migrants to be dropped off at their door. Wow. I gotta get sheets on the bed. How many people are coming? Right. Where, are they, where are they from? What ages? We knew, we really knew nothing. The need is so clearly uh, overwhelming. The family of four who didn't want to go on camera had been sleeping at Logan Airport. The parents and two kids journeyed from Chile to Texas, then Massachusetts. And there are so many stories like it. It's boggles the mind that there are so many hundreds of those stories. Ellen and Jessica Stokes called the state to sign up to be. It took an hour and a half to get the people there. They called the state and said, hey, we would like to be uh, immigrant hosts. We'd like to have them in our home. We got you. An hour and a half later, they're dropped off at the house. No paperwork, no vetting, no system. Nope, we signed up. We're ready. We'll take them. All right, well, they'll be there in an hour. Get ready. Drop them off. I wouldn't doubt, though, things like that that you start seeing might very well be propaganda. Those people probably really aren't doing that, but other people will see that. Oh, well, they did it. Maybe we should do it. That's true. That's true. Somebody said they're not elderly. Well, they look to be about in their 60s. I'd say that's elderly. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe elderly is not 60 anymore. But I thought when you're in your 60s, you know, you're eligible for AARP and, and, and retirement. So, I mean, I think that's elderly. What's up? And you know, if I was a journalist, I would have actually done my job. I would have put him right on the spot and said, wow, you guys are, you guys are wonderful people. You're going to stick your neck out. Just curious. How come you haven't done it yet for any of our own homeless or our own veterans? Well, actually, that's what people were saying in, that, in their thread. They were saying, have, I, wonder if, I wonder how many homeless vets you've taken in. I wonder how many homeless Americans you've helped. I wonder how many children wandering around the country like that boy from 2020 or whenever that w was or that kid from two weeks ago in Philly. I wonder, can you help them? No, 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 no. Te amo. We must help the illegal. Maybe we should start forcing that. You're going to take a veteran into your house. You know, you might be right, Eli. I, I, that's a good point that they, they could just be uh, propaganda machines um, just to get other people to do it. That's definitely something right up their alley. I didn't even think of that. I just thought these people were that stupid, but you're probably right. They're probably just saying it, and you're right. I want to see proof. I want to see proof that those people are living in your home yeah. every day, day in and day out. An hour and a half. Vita said, not elderly, 63. Well, I don't know what elderly is. <laughs> I, I don't know what elderly is. I thought elderly was when you get AARP and when you're ready for retirement. I'm ready to be elderly. What's elderly? You get those calls every day. Hey, did you sign up with Medicare? <laughs> I get them every day. They go, would you like to get AARP? You're, you're, you qualify. I say, I'm 44. I'm 44. How do I qualify? No, when I'm 64. I just thought that was elderly. A lot of people in here are like, I'm 60 and that's not elderly, Jeremy. My bad. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a bad thing. <laughs> 
Somebody said middle age. If you live to be 120, I guess. <laughs> I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure I'm middle aged right now, Eli, right? I think we're middle aged, right? 40s? Yeah, that's, that's about middle age. I think so. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm 69. I'm not elderly. Elderly is 70 and over, they say. Okay. All right. Got a lot of people leaving. I'm not watching this guy ever again. He called me old. Damn, youngin. This guy has no no idea what he's talking about. Well, I think I have a little idea what I'm talking about because I've been calling, oh, I don't know, for about three years right now that uh, Barack Obama has been running the country from a basement. Barack Obama has been puppeting that bag of milk, uh, spoiled milk, uh, Joe Biden. And uh, Donald Trump said something like that this weekend, too, at a South Carolina rally. He said, I think Barack Obama is the one running the country. Mm, let's go see. Huh, sounds familiar. America from yet another horrific Biden betrayal. I don't think he knows what the hell he's doing anyway. So I always say by the people that surround him or by sometimes I'll interchange. I'll say by Barack Hussein Obama. But every time I say that, the fake news, oh, that's a lot of fake news back there. The fake news. Every time I say it, any time I want to be, have a little fun, Governor, we have fun sometimes, even though the country's going to hell, we have to have a little bit of fun. But every time I interchange Barack Hussein Obama, remember Rush Limbaugh? He'd go, Barack Hussein Obama. I wonder what he was getting at. But every time I do interchanging, we do a little interchanging, they say, he doesn't know who the president is. He thinks it's Barack Obama. I say, no, no, but I think Barack Obama has a lot to do with running the country right now, and we can't let that happen. He has a lot to do with it. I I want to see a show of hands in the audience right now Okay. How many people honestly, and, and, and only answer this if you honestly believe it. How many people in the live chat think that Barack Hussein Obama is the one running the Biden White House, making the calls, Barry Sotoro, Barack Hussein Obama, whatever you want to call him. Do you think that he's running the White House or do you think that the Biden handlers are running that White House and it's not Barack Obama? Let's see what the people think. AARP sucks. Yes, they do. And they are not conservative. They're a bunch of scumbags run by a bunch of leftists. That's exactly right. Yes, Just Sharing says, I do. David says, I do. Deb says, I do. Absolutely, says Mindy Patriot. Obama is the point man. Yes, says Bad Moon. 100%, absolutely, says Team Rentera. Yep, says Rick Coates. Who doesn't know it? Mm, without a doubt, absolutely, for sure. Yes, 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 I believe it a thousand percent. Obama is. This is very dangerous. Obama is running the country. Well, folks, it's a unanimous, uh, unanimously, everybody thinks that Obama is running the country. Well, Jeremy Harrell is not good at everything in the world, but he is good at a few things. Jeremy Harrell's good at digging and making a point. Jeremy Harrell's very good at making a point to somebody he doesn't like. I will do everything I can 
to make a point to somebody that I don't like to show them how dumb they really are and how smart we are because we know what they're up to. Do you guys remember, Eli, do you remember when Joe Biden had Barack Obama visit the White House early last year and nobody was walking around Obama, Obama, Biden? Everybody was around Obama and Biden was walking around like the robot. He was like this, Eli. He was the John Travolta. <laughs> Nobody was talking to, to Biden. And Biden looked like nobody even knew he was there. Remember, he was just like, oh, what am I doing here? Oh, bro, Joe. Everybody was huddled around Obama. Remember that day? Well, I'm going to take you back to that day. If anybody remembers that day, raise your hand. I'm going to take you back to that day. Let's jump in the DeLorean real quick. Eli, you want to hit 88 miles an hour real quick? You there? Is that, flu- is that flux capacitor ready? Oh, let's rip it. All right, back in time we go. Early last year. I want, you, I want to play something for you. I'm going to play it twice, Eli, because I want you to see how serious he was but how much he tried to make it a joke. Ready for this? Thank you. Vice President Biden. Vice President. That was a joke. See how he saluted him? That was a joke, he says. We planned that. That was all set up. Oh, yeah. That was all set up? My president, Joe Biden. Ah. Thank you. Play it again. Vice President Biden. Ah. Vice President. (laughs) That was a joke. No, that was a Freudian slip. That's what that was. That's what that was. You see Kamala? That's their boss, folks. That was all set up. My president, Joe. That was a slip. That wasn't a setup. That was Obama realizing, oh, shift. I just said something that I should not have said. Let me, how do I do this? I'll walk away from the podium. Biden will salute me. Kamala Harris will throw her hands up because she doesn't know who's trying to have sex with her for the next position. And Obama will shake his hand and laugh with that charismatic smile that he has and go, ah, that was all set up, really? Then why was Biden and Kamala Harris so surprised by it? You mean to tell me that you sat back behind the curtain and said, hey, guys, let's do this out there. I'm going to go vice president, like old times, right? And Joe's like, oh, I don't care what we are. I just started my pants. Kamala Harris is like, (laughs) we did it, Joe. We fooled the world, Joe. And Obama made a slip, and we caught it. Of course he's running the planet. Just go back to the interview that I showed you last week where he's like, if I could, uh, if I could uh, sit in the basement, and, uh, have some kind of uh, comms in the ear, I would, uh, and I could run the country without being in front of the camera, and having my third term, I'd do it. You are doing it. We know it. Trump's even calling it out now. Trump is even calling it out now. Thank you, Vice President. President uh, Biden, what do you mean? What do you mean? Huh. All these people are going down. That's, I don't know how. I don't know when. But you're all going down. And you can take every show and piece it all together and have a montage of Jeremy Harrell looking in the camera and saying this. We're coming for you. 
And if it isn't me because you locked me up for saying it, then somebody else behind me is coming for you. And if you lock those people up, two more are coming. And if you lock those people up, four more are coming. And if you lock those people up, eight more are coming. And if you lock those people up, 16 more are coming. You see what I'm doing here? Force multiplying. Because courage is contagious. And weakness is weak. And we sniffed it out. We know who's embodying the weakness in both parties. And I'll tell you one more time, just for good measure. We are coming for you. Just in case you can't hear so well, I had to do the whole, Eli, we are coming for you. Is that hard? I got it. (laughs) Even Biden can understand that one. People have woken up, and we're not going to take it anymore. Now, getting back to what I titled the show, Terrorism Coming. I'd like to go to this video of this sheriff speaking for a couple minutes about the warning that he got from the FBI about possible and, well, actually, definite terrorist attacks coming in 2024. I want the public to know this. The Chinese tried to attack our cyber system here in Butler County, which includes everything that we have, dispatching for police and fire five times a day. I want to repeat that. Five times a day. The Iranians are attacking our computer system and trying to hack it three times a day. I want to repeat that. Three times a day. Now, are they doing that to help us and be our friends? No, they're not. They're trying to disrupt everything that we do. And this next election coming up, they're trying to do the same. So what we're doing here is we've got rifles in every police vehicle we have. We have what we call a go bag. We have extra magazines, and we're going to start training civilians. We've offered uh, classes to train civilians, and we're going to start training civilians on what to do when disasters hit and emergencies hit. Naturally, we can't train the whole country. We can't train the whole county. We put this up online yesterday. It's full already. We can do like 30 people at a time. We're trying to get it, and the organization that is doing that is... um, uh, Texas and in. They're coming here. The federal government's paying for it. They're going to train 30 civilians on what to do when disaster sits. 30 out of 400,000 people is not much. So we're trying to get more classes. Don't want to cause fear. Don't want to cause panic. But I want the public to be aware that you are under attack. And when they're attacking, they're trying to get our cyber system. We have a grid system. Butler County does, the whole United States. Hell, our grid system goes out when it gets hot. So, and our grid system is from the 1960s. And they're trying to attack our phone system. The Chinese are flying over with their little balloons. That's not to help us and help us do some weather direction. And all we're doing is we're on the defense. We're absorbing this. I really like the fact that they're training civilians. I don't like the fact that they're getting the funds from the federal government, but there's a lot of ways to get grants and stuff from the federal government that isn't directly related to something like, you know, trying to stop terrorism because the government wants the terrorism to happen. They want the terrorism to happen, just like they wanted the terrorism to happen on 9-11. Probably, I would bet you, you know what, Eli, I'm going to go as far as to even say that even Pearl Harbor was probably a coordinated collusion, uh, collusion, um, uh, set up with the American government. I would bet you it is, dude. 
absolutely. Pearl Harbor, the Twin Towers, most, some of the most important geological locations on the planet. We didn't see it coming. Yeah. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I love the fact that, we, that people are being trained. More sheriffs need to do this. And not only that, deputize a bunch of people so that you have a bunch of people volunteering who are trained and put a gun in the hand of every civilian in your county. Every civilian of age in your county, put a gun in their hand. Felon or not. Felon or not. Because if you're a felon and you've paid your debt to society and you don't have a mental illness problem or something like that, there's no reason why you should be disarmed. That was a ploy to disarm people. And that's why they started handing out felonies like Tic Tacs. That's why Martha Stewart is a felon for crying out loud. We need more sheriffs to do this. Sheriffs have the power in this nation. Not the president, not the federal government who we pay, who we give power to. We, the people, and sheriffs are a lot stronger than anybody knows. I've been preaching that for months, years, years. Now, speaking of our federal government, our military, and our own safety that the federal government is supposed to be, that's why we pay taxes. But they, again, they're not giving us their half of the agreement, but yet we have to give them our half? No, 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 no. Do you remember a few weeks ago when Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin went to, pre uh, went to a hospital for butt cancer and didn't tell anybody and left us basically at risk? Well, he's gone again. He's gone again. He's now transferred emergency power, but he's gone again. Defense Secretary, uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin has now been moved to critical care unit at Walter Reed Military Medical Center. Lloyd Austin, age 70, was admitted to the capital care unit at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center on Sunday following complications related to an emergent bladder issue. This development comes, you know what it is, Eli? All these people are dying. All these scumbags, the evil, they've, they've, they've absorbed so much evil. They've made so many deals with Satan that now Satan is calling, calling for his, uh, his payment. And these people are getting butt cancer. They're getting dementia. They're getting arrested. They're resigning and running. They're going broke. Something. These people are going to get what's coming to them. And you know what? I am never happy at the misfortune of somebody else. But I am happy when evil subsides. I am happy about that. This development comes amid Austin's ongoing battle with butt cancer, diagnosed in December, raising concerns about his health and capacity to fulfill his duties as Se uh, Secretary of Defense. The Pentagon initially reported Austin's hospitalization on Sunday afternoon, stating that he was being treated for symptoms suggesting a bladder issue. Despite the serious nature of his condition, the Pentagon confirmed that Austin retained his powers shortly after his admission. However, by the evening, the situation seemed to have escalated, leading to the transfer of his responsibilities to Deputy Secretary Kathleen Hicks. Another moron. Great. Austin's health has been a subject of controversy and concern following revelations of his prostate cancer diagnosis. The Pentagon said that Austin did not inform Joe Biden or the White House or the Deputy Secretary of Defense last time. So this time he said, I'm going to do the right thing. Good, 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 good. So anyway, Secretary Lloyd Austin again hospitalized um, with bladder infections, bladder, bladder complications, I should say. And uh, I guess we'll wait to see what happens. Not that the country's in any better or any worse hands with his, um, with his deputy secretary. Uh, they're, all, they're all unqualified. They're all incompetent. And they all want to see the destruction of the United States of America. Every single one of them. 
I have no love lost for these people. Not at all. Turbo cancer started stage four in the jabbed. Yeah, and you know all these guys are jabbed. Or maybe they're not. Maybe it was all just a show. Right, Eli? Like you said, maybe it was all just a show. Maybe none of them are actually jabbed. Absolutely. Had they given Biden the actual clot shot, he would have keeled over right there on national TV. They gave him a placebo. Yeah, if, they, if athletes are, are falling dead on, on you know, pure, peak athletes are falling dead, then Joe Biden, that spoiled bag of bones and milk, there's no way he would have survived, right? None. I'm Joe, Bob Faxon. <laughs> yep. That I would believe. Lynn Watson says he's at Gitmo in there trying to cover up. I don't, think, I don't think that's the case. I wish that was the case. It's probably something Q is saying. I don't believe that, but I wish that was the case. What else happened this weekend while, you, while most people were focusing on the, 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 the Super Toilet Bowl? Because I wasn't. I had, Eli, I didn't even know the Super Bowl was yesterday until it was already going on. Until yeah. I was scrolling through social media and saw some stuff. I was like, oh, the Super Bowl's on? Good. The Toilet Bowl? Great. Anyway, during the time when most Americans are stuck to the TV watching the toilet bowl to either watch football, Usher, or uh, Trailer Swift, the United States Senate advanced a $95 billion aid package to include Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan funding, but none to the border. Remember we talked about how they were going to do that? And guess what? 18 Republicans voted for it. That's right. In an unusual uh, session held on Toilet Bowl Sunday, the United States Senate voted to move forward with a substantial or $95 billion aid package that will support Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan with no southern border uh, security provisions at all. And the vote garnered support from rhinos with a final tally of 67 to 27. The vote came in response to Senator Rand Paul and his steadfast refusal to expedite voting on the bill, which he vehemently criticized as rotten and detrimental to national interests. The 18 senators, rhino senators, who voted for this, and I read who was, I read who was uh, last week who was, uh, who was reaching out, uh, or not reaching out, who was showing support for this new bill. I'll read them again. Shelley Moore Capito, West Virginia, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, John Cornyn, Joni Ernst of Iowa, John Cornyn of Texas, Susan Collins of Maine, Chuck Grassley, John Kennedy. I'm really, really upset with John Kennedy and Chuck Grassley over this. Mitch McConnell, Jerry Moran, (laughs) Moran, excuse me, Mark Wayne Mullen. Really? Mark Wayne Mullen. You know who that is, Eli? That's the guy who's going to stand up and fight somebody. And Bernie was like, oh, you're a senator. You don't have, I don't have any all. Right? I thought Mark Wayne Mullen was cool. Not anymore. Lisa Mikowski, Mitt Romney, Mike Rounds, Dan Sullivan, John Thune, Tom Tillis, Roger Wicker, and Todd Young. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer acknowledged the unusual scheduling, saying, I can't remember the last time the Senate was in session on Toilet Bowl Sunday. But as I've said it all week long, we're going to keep working on this bill until the job gets done. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if um, Mike Johnson is going to put the, the bill on the floor to vote for it. I wouldn't. What happened to some of these Republicans? What happened to these? What happened to, to, to Kennedy and, 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 and Mark Wayne Mullen and all these other ones that I thought were like rock solid? 
Huh? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what happened. Rhinos happened, ladies and gentlemen. Rhinos happened. Republican in name only. We're coming for you. I know this takes a long time to do what we're doing, but think about what we've accomplished in the last three years. Think about what we're going to accomplish in the next four. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we have given an opportunity here for the American people with LFA TV, with people like Real America's Voice News and others, we get in an alternative, an alternative to, uh, to, to the lies, and that is by default truth. We are being proactive rather than reactive. We are letting the American public know what is in these bills before they pass them without the public knowing what is in them because that's the most important part, okay? J.D. Vance did some great patriotic work as he honed in on this bill, the Ukraine supplemental bill, which includes a hidden impeachment clause against the next president, Donald J. Trump. Oh, yeah, folks, it's real. Let's bring this up on the screen. Uh, yeah, maybe that's the best place to put it. Pop it up on the screen here. Here you go, folks. The Ukraine supplemental includes a hidden impeachment clause against President Trump. This is in the bill, folks. This is so they can go after Trump. They know Trump is coming back. If they are putting hidden clauses in bills that are going to be active as Donald Trump comes into the White House, then what they can do is they can go back to these bills and they can pull out these clauses and they can use them against that person. If they're doing this against Donald Trump, what more do you need to know? The man is going to be in there. President Trump was wrongfully impeached by the partisan Pelosi-led House of Representatives on December 18, 2019. At the core of the impeachment was a pause on funds appropriated to Ukraine. $391 million in security assistance, $250 million through the Department of Defense Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, and $141 million through the State Department's foreign military financial groups. The false argument put forward by Democrats was as it follows, as President Trump had allegedly paused these funds because he wished to see corrupt nexus between Biden and the family of Ukraine investigated, President Trump had abused his power with the aim of inferring, or inferring with the United States presidential election, page 425 of the committee report, on the first impeachment states, quote, the president froze military assistance to Ukraine against United States national security interests and over the objections of career experts. The supplemental impeachment time bomb President Trump has said in regard to the war in Ukraine, we've got to get the war settled and I'll get it settled. He has stated he would resolve the war in 24 hours. The bill includes $1.6 billion for foreign military financing in Ukraine. $1.6 billion and $13.7 billion for the Ukrainian Security Assistance Initiative. These funds expire on September 30th, 2025 nearly a year into the possible second term of President Donald J. Trump. These are the exact account, uh, accounts President Trump was impeached for pausing in December of 2019. 
Every single House Republican voted against this impeachment resolution back then. Ladies and gentlemen, they're gearing up to do this for him again. If President Trump were to withdraw or pause financial support for the war in Ukraine in order to bring the conflict to peaceful conclusion over the objection of career experts, it would amount to the same fake violation of budget law from the first impeachment under marked similar facts and circumstances. Partisan Democrats would seize on the opportunity to impeach him once again. The Washington Post has reported that tying President Trump's hands on foreign policy is very much top of mind for Biden administration officials. Why? If they weren't expecting him to come back, then why would they do this? They're making it so if Donald Trump pulls any of the money, to give you in layman's terms what I just read, this is what they're doing. They're going to prioritize hundreds of billions of dollars over the next year and a half, two years to go to Ukraine. If Donald Trump holds that money as a tactic to ending the war, they're going to impeach him on that because they don't want the war to end. You see how sick these people are in the head? See how sick they are in the head? So I want to give a big shout out and I'm going to give the Smarty Award of the day to Senator J.D. Vance, because he deserves it for that. This is what we are so important for, because we get stuff out like this. I guess the good news, Eli, is that even the Democrats are expecting Donald Trump to come back because they're already looking at ways to tie his hands when he comes back. I think that is all the tell that you need to know. If even the Democrats are gearing up to, get, to impeach him again, then they know that there's no way they can stop him from coming back. How's that make you feel today? Just peachy. I could eat a peach for hours. Eli's like, my favorite movie, Face Off. <laughs> Let's see what the audience says. Let's see what the LFA family has to say about this. What do you guys think about that? Disgusting, I know that. Disgusting. This is disgusting. I can't believe they put this in the bill. Oh, my goodness. Who has the Senate House of Reps phone numbers? Oh, you can look them up. They're all, it's all public knowledge. It's their money to put in their pockets. And if the Democrats have the House and the Senate, they will impeach. Yes, they will. Better not pass it. Mike Johnson, are you listening? Are you listening? When are they ever going to make you, Ukraine, you and then Crane, pay all the money back? Well, that's what Donald Trump is saying. Donald Trump is saying no more foreign aid unless it's a loan, Eli. You want money? It's a loan. And you're going to pay back with interest. You're not just getting no more free rides. It is a loan from now on when I come back. And you'll pay it back with interest. I'm all for that. I am all for that. Big shout out, J.D. Vance. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, before we uh, go to the last segment of the day, and I got about three stories that I want to go to, I do want to talk about our our last sponsor of the day, and that is Gold Co., ladies and gentlemen. Folks, 10 nations, 10 major nations, there's more than 10, but 10 major nations have now signed on for BRICS. That means going forward, they're dumping the U.S. dollar. That's what they want to do. That is the last move to destroy America. All the world stop using the United States dollar as the, cur- as the reserve currency and everybody going under bricks. How are they doing that? They're buying up the world's gold, silver, palladium, platinum, cobalt. They're buying up the world's precious metals right now. The BRICS nations, 10 major nations are behind this. 
their main goal is to collapse the dollar. Not so they can grow and be great. They want to collapse the dollar. Then they'll grow and they'll be great out of that. But their primary reason for doing this is to collapse the United States dollar. So if we've got these idiots in charge, you think they're going to let them? I do. So one thing you definitely need to do is get your money out of the green and put it into the gold right now. If you've got enough money that's sitting there that can actually be your retirement and you've got enough left, get it the hell out of the green right now. Put it in the gold. Jeremy, you're going to collapse the economy by doing that. The economy's already shift. We're $30 trillion in debt. Are you kidding me? Nick? By 2036, we'll be 120% of GDP. Cut that crap out. That's the stock market people trying to scare you. Goldco.com slash live. 855-450-1394. Goldco.com slash live. Request a free kit today. Now, we're going to get into the last segment. I got about 15 minutes left, and we're going to get through it pretty quickly and pretty heavy and pretty hard, okay? Did you guys see the new Donald Trump uh, campaign ad against Nikki Haley? Oh, it's beautiful. You haven't seen it yet? It's going viral because the Donald Trump ads are just spectacular. Did you see the one he played during the Super Bowl, Eli? He played two yesterday. These are great. Not during the Super Bowl, but this one is really great. Check this out. is beauty. I'll tell you one thing Donald knows how to do. Donald Trump definitely knows how to hit somebody with a campaign ad, doesn't he? Now, there was another campaign ad yesterday that Donald Trump put out on Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm going to see if I saved this. There it is right there. This right here is absolutely epic. This is Donald Trump trolling at an all-time level using football as a day to put this campaign ad out, making it all about football. Uh, we got it? That's the one. Perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready. This is Donald Trump's ad that he played yesterday on Nikki Haley. Uh, challenging the call. Roll this. Prove the fact that Donald Trump says I want to cut Social Security or raise the age. I've never said that. There's the red challenge hat. Trump's challenging Haley's statement. Haley's claim she didn't call for raising the age of Social Security is under review. Tony, here's exactly what the official is looking at. Social Security, Medicare, how would you manage the entitlements? We say the rules have changed. What we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. Let's take a look at another angle. We change retirement age to reflect life expectancy. I think the call's pretty clear, but let's go down to the field and see what official Gene Tooney has to say. After review, Nikki Haley clearly said she plans to change the rules and raise the age of Social Security. This results in cutting benefits for 82% of Americans. Bob, that was a rookie mistake by Haley. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Got him throwing the football when he says I approve this message. Talk about marketing. Talk about TV genius. There's none better 
than Donald J. Trump. I wish they would do that in debates. I wish when people lied in debates, they said, okay, hold on, we're going to challenge that call. Uh, The Trump team is going to challenge that lie by Joe Biden. Let's bring up the instant replay. Yes, you definitely said that. What do you have to say about that now? Now, you guys saw, Eli, you saw the crowds in South Carolina for Donald Trump. Epic, right? Did you see the size of the crowd for Nikki Haley in her own state as former governor? Dude, epic. You ready to see the size of this crowd? Roll it. As her bus rolled in, former South Carolina Governor Nimrata Rendawa Nikki Hillary Haley, ladies and gentlemen, and seven people there to watch. Seven people. Let's see. Let's count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I count seven. Seven, Eli. Seven. They uh, asked some of these people, how do you feel about being here today? And they said, That's right. The bird brainers are out today, ladies and gentlemen, to see Nikki Randawa Haley. Seven people for her bus in her own state. Incredible. Eli said there's probably more people on the bus. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Joel Osteen. Folks, I never thought I'd have to say this, but it's coming time to have your pastors lock the doors when you're in service. Your pastors are going to have to start telling your congregation that after a certain point, after a certain time, the doors will be locked. Every church should have a camera outside, a ring doorbell, And that church should only be unlocked if somebody from the congregation is there. Now, I know that's turning away people that might be newcomers. I get it. But ladies and gentlemen, Joel Osteen's church was shot up this weekend. A child, dead, two two people injured. Um, I'm going to show you the... uh, Now, look, I'm not a Joel Osteen fan or anything like that. I listened to him before. I don't have a big... Problem with them. Let, let, you know, if people want to preach how they want to preach, they preach how they want to preach. It is what it is. But this kind of stuff, folks, it's going to start happening more and more. This spiritual battle, they're coming for you in your churches. And I see a lot of it's going to happen this, uh, this 2024. Thank, thank Chief and the Mayor and Chief Penny and all of the, the, these men and women did an amazing job. And it's just, you, you said it, Chief, it could have been a lot worse. Of course, we're devastated. I mean, this is, we've been here 65 years and have somebody shooting in your church. But, you know, we don't understand why these things happen, but we know God's in control. And we're going to pray for that little five-year-old boy and pray for the lady that was deceased, her family and all, and, and the other gentlemen. But I don't know. It's just um, kind of in a fog. But, you know, just believe that, you know, we're, we're going to stay strong. We're going to continue to move forward. And there are forces of evil, but... The, the forces that are for us, the forces of God are stronger than that. So we're going to keep going strong and just, uh, you know, doing what God's called us to do, lift people up and give hope to the world. Again, I want to thank all these gentlemen because, you know, I can only imagine if it would have happened during the 11 o'clock service. We were in between services going into the Spanish service. So, From what I understand, a good guy with a gun shot a, or killed the bad guy with the gun. I don't know which, I don't know what, I know there's one dead. I don't know if it's the child that's dead. If I said that, I misspoke. Uh, I don't know if it's the child that died. I know one died and two were injured. Um, And this isn't a time to say whether you think he's a Christian or not. This isn't a time whether you say you like him or not. It's not about that. People literally got shot 
And I believe it was a trans person because they're not releasing a lot of information, at least not prior to this show. That's not the focus of this story. The focus of the story is that it's happening, and it's going to happen a lot more in this country in 2024. I can foresee this already. That's the goal. Kill God. Approximately at 1.53 p.m., a female, approximately 30, 35 years old, entered the property on the west side here in the parking lot. Female or trans female? I don't know. Of Lakewood Church. She entered the building. She was armed with a long rifle and a trench coat with a backpack, accompanied by a small child, approximately four to five years old. Uh, once she entered, uh, at some point she began to fire. I want to compliment the off-duty officers who will work in extra employment here. One TABC agent, four years of service, 38 years old. An HPD off-duty officer, 28 years old, two years of service. Both officers, officer and agent, engaged, striking the female. Uh, she's deceased here on the scene. Unfortunately, a five-year-old kid was hit and is in critical condition at our local hospital. That was a 57-year-old man who didn't have anything to do with it, I don't think was shot in the leg. He's seeking treatment in the hospital. So let's all pray for each and every one of them. Uh, once um, she went down, um, officers reported back to us that she threatened uh, that she had a bomb. So we searched her vehicle, our bomb squad, um, and also the backpack. No explosives were found. But she was also spraying some type of substance uh, on the ground. So HFD came and uh, uh, the chief fire chief would speak briefly on that. But so, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Smith comes up next in four minutes, and he's going to be talking about it. He has more information than I had before I started the show. Again, I started the show two hours ago, so there's been some, uh, there's been some you know, uh, revelations since then about the shooter. And Kevin says it was an illegal immigrant who was labeled as white, Eli. That's what Kevin said. Now, I don't know that to be true. Kevin said that, and I just asked Kevin. He said he's going to talk about it on the next show, Loud Majority. So if any of you want to know more about it, I believe Kevin has... Um, I believe Kevin has that information. Kevin, if you do have that information, let the crowd know what you're going to be talking about next. Um, very sad situation. All I can say is churches, lock your doors. Because from what I understand... They're coming to kill God so they can kill all of us. Now, I want to end the show on a, on a positive note, Eli. I want to end the, note on the posi- I want to end the show on a positive note, and that's with showing First Lady Melania Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, First Lady Melania Trump made a, a, an appearance um, at Mar-a-Lago this weekend. First one we've seen in a while, and it sounds like, it looks like Melania Trump is getting ready to join her husband side by side again. To make him president of the United States of America. Check out how gorgeous, beautiful, and classy she was in Mar Life.
love Melania Trump. She's so classy. She's so beautiful. She never got a good rap. She always got the fake news destroying her, and it was really sad. But we love Melania Trump so very much, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely give her some love. And you know what? Here's an, here's a, uh, here's an old, uh, here's something that's true. comes from the Bible. A man and a woman are one when they're married. They are one. They are one of flesh. Do you know that nothing on this planet no spiritual or worldly force can stop a man and a woman on the same page under God with a mission from God together as one flesh. There is nothing more powerful on this planet than that. Behind every great man, there's an even greater woman. And those two embody both of that. And there's no way you're going to be able to stop them. And there's no way that you would stop, anybody would stop you if you were wearing a new LFA flannel. From JeremyHarrell.com, LFATV.us. Folks, we have men's and women flannels now. That is right. We have men and women LFA TV flannels. Check them out today. JeremyHarrell.com. Get yours today, folks. And make sure you sign up for our newsletter and become a monthly donor because we are a viewer-funded network and we are very low right now on sponsors and donorship. So anything that you guys want to help us out with, we would appreciate it and we would put it to good use. Folks, Kevin, Major, uh, Kevin Smith with Loud Majority is coming up next, and I think he's going to talk a little bit about this shooter. So if you want to hear more about that, check out Kevin's show next. Folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your heads up high because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Check out all the shows here on LFA TV for the rest of the day, and I will see you tomorrow for Rise Up at 9 a.m. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. And whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. Peace out. In America